February 15, 2022. It's a while from Pedro Show. Starting to think about philosophy. What did you say? Yeah. Um, it started with religion, I guess. And, and uh, we well, talk to each other, you know, And then uh, the first question of religion. Uh, that that brought on everything. You know, when I got days where I would start to wonder about things. What faith were you brought up in here? Uh, Methodist. Methodist. Did you have a very strict religious life, or was it better? Well, it was, uh, it was, it wasn't too strict, but, uh, it was, it was there. I mean, like, uh, my grandfather, both of my grandfathers were ministers. My mother, she was very religious. But, like, in my early years, well, I, she went to church every Sunday and stuff like that. Being under the influence of his grandfather, he was the dominating character in the family. The most uh, well-versed, I guess, politically. He was most active, you know. And my brother was a tailor, but he never seemed to say too much. He just went about his business, that was it, you know. But uh, my grandfather, he was pretty militant, you know. Politically inclined in. Religion with his field, you know. So that's where I grew up in that. And um, I guess I would just accept it and I, I thought I felt certain things. And, uh, and I said, uh, in late teens, I started breaking away, you know, and I certain things. Just growing up, so I, I questioned, you know, a lot of how I found in religion. I began to wonder about it. But two or three years later, maybe uh, 223, this Muslim thing. I got introduced to that, you know. And that kind of shook me. You know. I was, uh, a lot of my friends, uh, you know, they went more, you see. So I thought about that. Anyway, it, it uh, took me to something I never thought about, you know, another religion, you know. So that started me to think. Uh, but I never did anything about it. I just thought about it, you know, said I was too busy to do And I forgot it, I think I put it out of my mind for several years. I didn't even to think about it. And Recently, I decided, I mean, I started looking into, you know, I said, well, maybe I can just see what people who are, are thinking, you know, because I realize that's what I'm trying to do, you know. That's why I started, I turned to things like this, you know. I haven't devoted as much time to it as I want to. I haven't actually learned or uh, covered as much ground as I know. I'd like to cover more ground, but I'd like to... You know, they get my own thoughts together, composed the way I feel like they should be, you know.
for Pedro Show. Happy Tuesday. Uh, start off with August Bloom asking John Coltrane about philosophy in 1958. You can hear the dishes getting washed. And we had Ka Cassie Watson for Cillin. Ah, Francione. Francione, of course, Francais. Francione. Yeah, right. <laughs> in fact, your buddies. With uh, Louis Michaud, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, he's been on the show a couple they, times. Beautiful man. I love him. Uh, people, you can tell. <laughs> anyway, that tune was called Letter to Someone I Have Met. And uh, through the amazing accomplishments of those Estonian software guys with their and women, their Skype invention, I got with me, <laughs> Cassie Watson Francion. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> and we got to give Howard Wolfen credit for the connect. Thank you, Howard. I um, hope it's not snowing where Howard is right now, wherever, wherever he is right now. Yeah. Or, 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 no, no, where is he? He's, he's like uh, New Jersey, I think. Yeah, he's around that coast, like around like Philly and yeah, Jersey right. and all that. Like around, you know, a little little cold East Coast. But I think of D.C. when he was younger, right? He was in the nurses and stuff like that. But let's talk about your journey through music. Please bring the earliest music memory you got still. <laughs> um, the earliest music memory I have, hmm, um, I think it was, I think it was like church related. I heard that it's a story that's told to me and you know that uh, you kind of, sometimes you have like confabulations when people tell you that story. So yeah. then you, <laughs> you could totally see it happening. Um, so apparently the earliest music memory that I now remember is my parents were, um, they were dining out and I think I stood on the table, uh, in the diner and I was just like, I want to sing Jesus. So I was like trying to sing a song from church or something. Like <laughs> him? <laughs> well, you yeah. know, a lot of the, the first rock and rollers learned to sing in church and stuff. Uh, maybe there's some less fear, right? Emotional and spiritual and stuff like that. I don't know, but there's a, there's a lot of common ground, and people do have a good time. Joy, joy, joyous, right? Joyous yeah, kind of it's thing. that joy, and it's like you know, you you kind of you embody it, you know, and then and then it just comes out of you, you know. That's the like part of the purest part of it when it's not all in the head. I mean, thinking about it helps, like knowing the words. And that, that's actually part of the story is that um, I didn't know all the words. So I think the song was, you know, like Jesus has made me whole. And then I was singing A-A-E-O, like E-I-O -E or whatever. Sure, like, sure. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that happens. But, now, now, this pad you grew up in, your folks, was there musical instruments? Um, there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't music. It was like, you know, my um, stepdad uh, was a janitor and mom was a social worker. And like, they, they were just like, you, you know, there's no music. Music's on the radio, it's in the car, but it's not really in you. You know, it's not, it's nothing that they, they felt removed from it. So I never really asked to do much. Maybe one time I asked for like, you know, piano lessons or something because my my best friend uh, at the time, she, growing up in elementary school, she played uh, piano in church and, and had a bunch of lessons. And then um, I was always jealous of her, you know. So there was no music growing up. Like, I didn't really do that until 
Well, let me ask you about school. You you weren't in the uh, marching band or the choir, shit like that? (laughs) None of that. No, no. I was always shy, you know, like none of that really. Um, Like they had a, they had like one like music class, like with, you know, everybody had like recorders. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And people, those those aren't tape recorders. They're kind of a flute, plastic flute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plastic flute. I don't even think mine was mine. Like, you know, real talk. I mean, I think someone left one behind and I just like, and they didn't care about it. And I was like, I'll take this one. You know, I didn't, cause they were, I mean, they wanted like, I don't know how much now, like 20 or $30 for those. So it was Whoa. kind of. Now was that your first instrument? You, 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 uh, repurposing that found recorder. I can't, I can't say, I can't claim that because all I did was like hot cross buns. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. What about the first record you bought with your own money? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, when you're hmm. a kid, you ain't got a lot of money. So that's why I asked it. Um, it's, it's funny because, uh, I had like a crate of records that were, you know, that they're like long gone now, like through a bunch of different moves and got tossed, but it's strange. Like, I think record wise, um, it would have been, yeah, it would have been, it's strange. The first thing I ever bought was like a cantor, you know, cantor, like chanting and yeah. Cantor, the guy who <laughs> sings in temple and stuff, right? Right, right. The jazz so, singers yeah. about that, right? He, his daddy wants him to be a canner and no, you know, I'm in the new land and uh, I want to be a jazz singer. Right. <laughs> I think that was one oh, of the first yeah. big talkies. Yeah. Al Jolson. I mean, it's funny when you see it, but the story is kind of like pretty romantic. What about the first gig you went and saw? First gig I went to see. Oh, wow. Um, that is, that's crazy because I, I like, I knew a bunch of like folk music, players and so i would go to their stuff religiously you know like go support your friends yeah so um so i would say and that that's like you know like the lower east side back in new york um lower east side and uh so it's like pete's candy shop and oh, yeah. uh the bowery like yeah because i was into poetry and, and whatnot so a lot of like stuff on the bowery um and then a good friend of mine uh Farrell foster he was doing stuff at the village ma uh, I don't know if, uh, <laughs> if, it's, if it's not called that anymore, I don't think. But uh, so Feral Foster, Village Ma is like beautiful, beautiful stuff. But um, I actually have a special surprise guest here um, with me. Can I can I break them out? Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's Brian Weber. Hey, Brian. Uh, <laughs> Brian Weber, Big yes. Big celebrity uh, guest over here. Yeah, base brother. <laughs> That's, there you go. There That's we go. It. Right. Only so four strings because they're bigger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So yeah. You know, so Brian, what's what's the first gig you ever saw? You think? Uh, probably Festival International. It's this festival in Lafayette, where I'm from. That it's like a francophone festival that they bring a bunch of different French-speaking uh, acts from around the world. And I think the first thing I remember seeing is all these incredible, like, African drummers and dancers and stuff like that. I think that's my earliest memory of, like, a live show. It's kind of all downhill after that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes people don't pick, you know, the situation happens. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Well, how'd you get on the bass? Uh, Well, I was playing guitar for a while. Ah, typical story. Exactly. It was more work. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, this goes way back. It goes back to people like uh, Joe Osborne and Carol Kay, you know. They're guitar people, oh, I, but no one I, wanted I, to rock the bass. So. I, I'm a huge fan of Carol Kay, too. It's funny you say that. I was going through stuff the other day, and I have her 
I ordered one of her like how to play bass books and it came like still packaged in like a brown manila envelope and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, she, she gives lessons, like, like Skype lessons. I, think she I know, I've always wanted side. to do it, but I'm yeah. like afraid that I'm just going to sit there and geek out and annoy her. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I know uh, Cassie's got the Louisiana Connect and Joe Osborne was from Shreveport. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wouldn't uh, shit you. I mean, he's great. Lot. He used the same... Uh, Flat. He had a trippy technique, right? Pick on flat wilds and same Carol bass. Kay. No, this is Joe Osborne. Oh, but, I thought Carol Kay did the same. Okay. She, uh, she yeah, yeah. I think she had because I've seen different pictures of basses with her. But with Joe, it's always that jazz. He got the first year they came out of Fender Jazz. And uh, huh. in fact, uh, next week I'm three days in the studio. Those guys, right? United on uh, it used to be called Ocean Way and stuff on Sunset Boulevard. What were they? Now, Carol says they weren't called the Wrecking Crew. She said they were called the Clique. Or beef, <laughs> uh, with, uh, who's the drummer man? It's uh, from New Orleans. Uh, oh, man. I can't well, Earl Palmer was the number two Earl guy. Earl Palmer, yeah. Right, but the number one guy was Hal Blaine. Hal Blaine. And yeah, they, they yeah. got Earl into Palmer, some kind of beef. Yeah, they got into some kind of beef. So, uh, here, I got some music here that Cassie gave me. Glad me? This is you featuring Gladney. Is that a name of a band or a person? Oh, that's a, that's a name of an enigma. Oh, that's a name. Okay, let's listen to that yeah, enigma yeah. and you.
Tiger Frogs. Watch <laughs> for Pedro Show. Start off that chunk of music with Cassie Watson, Francois, with featuring Gladney, who's uh, I understand a saxophone player. Oh yeah, and Brian and an playing. enigma. Brian Weber's on there too. <laughs> Brian Weber's on there. All right. He's well, yep. you know the politics of bass. We look good making you people look good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, this tune was called Ain't Nice. And then we had Sly and Robbie, Lost Brother Sly. Yeah, incredible. Uh... No, it was Robbie. I played with Sly. Well, I shared the stage. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this Frenchman code. Then uh, Norsuka, brand new. Messemblés. Slemblables. Blamblé. Yeah, my Francais is... Uh, Forgive me, pardon, for destroying the language. It's disgusting. I'm sorry. Victoria Shen after that three speed records. Yeah, she's like glued three records together. She's got styluses on four of her fingernails. You know, you, you want to talk about some trippy, uh, what do you call it, turntable rock. Mm. Well, Mama's pregnant after that from DC area with uh, Ambienated Nation. Skullcaster out of Texas. Harm induction. I'm Chris. Muskeg Mudsuck out of Alaska with Gone to See Gigi, see? Damon Smith duo, brand new. St. Louis, Rock Kalam, Bob Moses duet. Uh, Pure Circle, number one. Then Alex Cunningham and Claire Rousset, Tast. And finally, Michaud's Melody Makers featuring Layla McCalla and Brian Weber. There you are. Helping out uh, Louie. And this was called uh, Blue Runner, La Lune, Escoche. Right? Crochet. Let me fix this. Okay. So, Cassie, how'd you get into making music? Was it that Lower East Side experience? Uh, I, you know, I watched a lot of people play. Yeah, I watched a lot of people play. And then, you know, there's a lot of emotions things like that that you can't really express but only like through certain you know it's better done through sound than words sure so um so i got like totally you know just totally depressed and i couldn't like get out of bed or talk to people for a little bit it was just a really 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 big problem and um and the only thing that got me out of it was like something i heard on the radio you know and it happened to be the sound of a harp i don't know remember the condenser like all but that's the picture you got of you in the harp okay so you first <laughs> were introduced to the harp by a song on a radio yeah thanks radio okay okay <laughs> uh, yeah well okay so so you heard this sound you wanted to get out of bed. Did you go chase down a harp? You see one in real life? Ah, uh, even better. It chased me down. <laughs> Whoa. How'd that um, work? How'd that work? Well, what I did was, um, you know, I found, I started looking online and back, like back then it was like, you know, far and few in between. So I found like a little, a tiny Celtic one and uh, started there, you know, just started on small ones. And I, um, at the time I was like working at an animal shelter um, and I, you know, was walking a dog, went outside, and lo and behold, there's, like, a woman playing harp out on the street. Whoa. Um, like busking? 
not even busking, just doing it to just do it. Oh, just prac. Okay. Yeah, just to be there. And I was just like, this is, I was like, this is weird. <laughs> now, was it a tiny Celtic one or is it one of them big old Harpo marks? Oh, it was big marks. Yeah, okay. she had a concert With, Like foot pedals and stuff. Oh, all that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like six and a half foot one, six, seven foot one. <laughs> and uh, so I walked past her yeah. and then I was like, you know, if I come out 10 minutes later and she's still here, I got to say something. Right. So I, I did. And I was like, hey, you know, I got I got, you know, a little Celtic one and I've been just plugging at it for a little bit. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, can we talk? Can we do what do you think? You know, just letting her know. And it turned out that woman uh, was Brandy Younger. And, you know, I didn't know who she was at the time, but um, she was like, yeah, like, let's link up. Let's do this. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> so it was amazing. It that was, was a like, fortunate encounter. Crazy. That was crazy. And I don't even think I was supposed to be there that day. I think like I, you know, picked up an extra shift or whatever, you know, so. But there's a sea change crazy. in your life. Yeah. Yeah. No turning back. So do you move up from the Celtic? Do you get a big one like hers? I did. Yeah, I got, I got, I've been through a couple, you know, made a little family of them of all sizes and shapes and colors. But um, after a uh, hurricane Ida, I, I had to get rid of some, you know, sell yeah. some. Um, it was kind of downsized, but, uh, but yeah, so we got big and small. It takes all kinds. What did you have to train your fingers? I heard there's a little pain involved at first. Um, there is, you know, I've, I've taught people like students over time and they complain about the pain and then they're not, if they're a little uncomfortable, um, you know, you get calluses, right, you right. got an angle. I know um, about the bass guitar. We had a little, you know, these cables, you know, I couldn't <laughs> believe I, when I first saw them, you know, for the first couple of years, because arena rock, you know, you were, you're so far away. I didn't know bass had bigger strings. D Boone's mom put me on there. We were 12. <laughs> So I thought they just had skinnier necks. <laughs> I remember seeing the first one, you know, about 16, right? I've been four years working this guitar with four strings and uh, me and Dee Boone in his bedroom and shit, trying to do Creedence Blue Oyster Cult and uh, not being very good to figure it out. But then I saw one in a music store. I couldn't believe how big. So I can imagine they're not as big, but man, there's a lot of tension on a harp string, right? Oh, I think, well, let, let, let me back up for a second. Brian and I, we, um, we've we played together many times and uh, our instruments have been near each other. And I guess I'll, I'll ask, I'll defer to both the bass experts here. Like, Brian, do you think the, the cables on my harp, like my wire strings are the same size as yours, if not bigger? Uh, the basses are bigger, but yours like rain, has the whole range that gets to the very high where they're very tight. I'm just talking about the bass strings. Oh, uh, the bottom end. The okay. Those wires, cables. They, they, feel, very, they feel very different. Uh, like they're not, they're definitely not metal at all. <laughs> it's, it's like feeling. Oh, they don't like, feel like it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They feel like, yeah, they're like, so there's, it's a, it's wire wrapped, you know, uh, like wire and copper wrapped at the bottom of it. Um, in the bass octaves. So I feel like, I always felt like they were the same. Actually, I tried to play bass for a minute and really? I sat that out though. I'm not okay. a good bass. <laughs> I got you it. got Watt all excited there. Okay. I'm a little biased towards that uh, <laughs> angle. <laughs> well, you know. Happy Valentine's I, I got Yeah, I got to tell you, man. The, 
<laughs> the older days, bases where you put your retarded friend, man, like you know, like Brian, like he got into it, right? Because people didn't want to rock it. Nowadays, much different, especially off the punk movement. You had a lot of people. That's their first instrument. That was never the case in the older days, from my experience. So, when was the first time you played the harp in front of people? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, I would say, uh, let me see, let me back it up. It's probably on like St. Mark's. Um, there was a, a pub on St. Mark's, and they had like a Celtic sessions. So, it's definitely, definitely back there. Um, you used that little harp. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And was it was a woman alone or were you part of an ensemble? Oh, definitely. I was in part. I wasn't trying to do it alone. It was definitely part of an ensemble. Um, uh, Mia Theodoratis had a, she called it a, a NYC Ho. So New York City, <laughs> okay. New York City Harp Orchestra. And I oh, was okay. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a, and we, we would do that. We would have like weekly, uh, weekly, you know, Celtic sessions. Oh, so you're not, not just the only band member, but you're not only, the only harp. It was a group of harpists. That's right. Oh, oh wow. yeah. That Rolling deep. Bitches. And then, um, yeah, we would do things at, like, uh, different festivals and, like, um, and Lincoln Center. We did something in there for their festivals uh, outdoors. And that first one was a success. Were you scared? Oh, my goodness. I, uh, yeah, like, you know, everyone, everyone I knew came. Um, <laughs> and it was kind of, yeah, it was it was crazy because I also, I was so scared that I, I borrowed a different harp. I was like, I want a harp that's bigger than the one I got here in my hand. So I, I borrowed someone else's, but she had it tuned all weird. You know, the tuning wasn't what it used <laughs> oh, no. to. So the thing I went to play sounded completely different. You oh, know? man. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, we call them scary things pants shoes, but that was a real pants shoe. Yeah, oh, yeah. To improvise in the moment. And, and uh, yeah. Get your sea legs. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, February 15, 2022 edition, Watt Pedro Show. Uh, special guest, Cassie Watson, Frasion, and Brian Weber. Hold tight for hour two. February 15, 2022, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
Contradictions here. I can't reach the bottom. What's the correct viewing plane? Where's the fucking truth? I dreamt we were at a concert in Los Angeles. All of us together. All our friends were there. I can't reach the bottom. What's the correct viewing plane? I wish for a post-scarcity society where everything exists forever.
Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with People Museum featuring Cassie Watson Fracion in the tune Sleep. Then Ben Salter from Tasmania with Wish, crushed by pimps out of South London, Interpol, their buddies Tom Moody, and the new greatest hit band with my ends, Paranoid State from Holland after that was wrong, right? Kato Hitiki, Watch the Sleep and Lover. And then Jennifer Jeanneau and Walter Wright, live at Chilith Seats, 2013, October 13. Finally, Cam Smith with Session 20. So, first question. People Museum, enlighten me. <laughs> oh, People Museum, those are uh, really cool friends of mine. They, um, they're they out here in New Orleans, and uh, 
that's that's a group with a uh, Claire Claire Givens, Jeremy Phipps, um, Charles Lamar, Aaron Boudreaux. So they're you know it's just like beautiful vocals and they uh, manipulate the trombone and everything. Um, high energy, just beautiful melodies too. Yeah, yeah. And Cam Smith. Cam Smith is our drummer friend. Uh, oh, drummer. okay. Yeah, actually, um, so Brian and Cam, uh, they started uh, Shakespeare in the Blues. Uh, Brian? Okay. Yeah, you uh, gave me three yeah. of those tunes. We're going to play them in the next hour and stuff. But that's what Howard, uh, he referenced Shakespeare in the Blues. But you mm -hmm. gave me all this other stuff, too, so it's, it's all beautiful. I love it. So go ahead, Brian. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Cam and I have played together for a little while in another band back in Lafayette, but we both ended up in New Orleans and uh, wanted to do something because we played really well together. And uh, Where? In Alaska? Uh, in Lafayette, sorry. Oh, Lafayette, okay, okay. <laughs> that would be a much more interesting Joe story. Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 no that was Shreveport, that's right. Uh, Joe, Joe Osborne, Shreveport. Oh, yeah, Shreveport, yeah, North Louisiana. Uh, <laughs> but, no, we were both living in New Orleans, and finally I just booked us a gig, and, you know, it's hard to get anybody else to play with you for free at a bar on a Tuesday night, so <laughs> we just kind of did it ourselves for a while. Uh, just for about a year, we would play about once a month and just kind of figuring out the band, this live improv kind of a thing where we would loop and can't play sense to and... I do bass and guitar loop, but mainly bass stuff. Yeah. And we just kind of formed the band by just playing live. <laughs> and this was Cam on his own, this this uh, session 20. Yeah, that was Cam on his own from his release. Uh, yeah. He, now, uh, how do you connect, Cassie, with Cam and Brian? Um, They were playing, and I was such a big fan of theirs. Like She I was our fan. <laughs> our one fan. <laughs> So she would go to the gigs, and then you guys end up making a band together. Yeah, we, we just asked yeah, her. Tell me how that happened. I, I love that. You know, that's in the old days, that's what it happened. People just meet each other and make bands. Well, yeah, she, she had hired uh, Cam for a different gig of hers that I went to, and I was like, oh, you're a badass. And then she came to one of our gigs, and it was just kind of like, hey, you want to come play with me and Cam? <laughs> so and she, just... she joined Shakespeare in the Blues. Yeah, and it just—I mean—it worked immediately. Like okay. first gig, it was just great. <laughs> what was it? Was it a trio? Yeah, yeah, just the three of us. So just bass, uh, drums, and harp. Yeah, and, and, and like singing, right? Electronic, other electronic things that Cam and I like loop too. Oh, okay, okay. Like uh, what? Like pedals and. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to devices. get hard that I can loop, and then uh, Cam has like synths and samplers and kind of create like soundscapes and vibes kind of thing yeah. you know the old cliche of the drummers being it's just ridiculous man They're very creative musical people i've met on the drums and uh and it's rhythm music you know it's the heart of the whole thing it's not not in denial you gave uh cassie gave me some more cam smith this is a tune it's okay i want to play it okay oh yeah
que je sais aussi te barrer
Lot for Pedro Show. That chunk of music started with Cam Smith doing It's Okay. In France, Profan with She Say Usid Barrett Viet. Yeah, I know where Usid This the compilation, uh, people doing television personalities, kind of comedy punk band out of England. And this tune about knowing where Sid Barrett lived, you know. But there the big tune was the part-time punks, right? Uh, Burt Sugar Orchestra Chamber, after that, Naomi's Lullaby. Uh, Stobbits and Waterhouse with Runoff, plus Dog Plus Helpers, Burlers with Exhaust Fan, OCD is Killing Me from the Bloody Mess Rock Circus, Ray Shin sent it to committee, and finally, you, Brian, the Ten String Man. What is the string, Ten String Man? Is, is that a... Chapman stick. Uh, it was a sample I found. It was this uh, New Orleans uh, uh, gospel church that was on an old uh, vinyl, and it was this sermon he gave. And I can't remember the specific Bible verse thing, but it, it kind of worked out with the, the track I was making. <laughs> okay. Do you play Chapman stick? Maybe they don't have ten strings. I, I think uh, pedal some pedal steels have ten strings. Uh, I I don't know. Probably, <laughs> they make some big ones. Yeah, I mean there, those things are a trip, man. There are so many things you can do with them. There, but, but you know what? Also, another thing. I mean, yeah, this is just right. like outsider's point of view. I don't, but uh, because the non-basis point of view, I would say, um, like in in Shakespeare, when I got to play with Brian and Cam for the Shakespeare project, Brian was doing guitar and bass so in my mind like brian's um you know his uh his solo track um 10 string man yeah that was bass like four plus six like guitar <laughs> ah, yeah exactly that's what i thought that mix exactly. i was like oh brian's the 10 he's calling himself the 10 string man Definitely not. Brian, did you, did you rock a double neck <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was just like you know introducing myself i'm the 10 string man i was like yeah you're right like Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. Now, were you rocking a double neck? They weigh a ton. No, huh? no, 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 no. One at a time, right? Okay. Okay. Can you tell me about the first Anything. Shakespeare in the Blues gig? Yeah. Cassie, you, <laughs> and Cam. Can you remember it? What was the first gig you asked? Sorry. Shakespeare in the Blues as this, you three. Cam, yourself, Cassie. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was this uh, the first time she sat in. We didn't do a rehearsal or anything like that. Uh, so she came to one it, of your gigs and just gets on stage and starts playing with you. Well, yeah, because we do a lot of improv and we just feel each other out, and it kind of worked. Uh, just to, like immediately, it worked really well. We were able to kind of go places on stage together, just ESP style. <laughs> of course, she brought her harp, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So she looked like she was ready for action. You know, just don't come to a gig with your big old heart. <laughs> you yeah, and what what, about, what was the experience like for you, Cassie? Um, for me, it was. I actually had they since I knew I knew Cam, and then like I met Brian, um, and they had been playing at Shakespeare in the Blues. I was like such a big fan that I was and to watch like how proficient they were on each doing, you know, two different instruments, like, like Cam's on synth and drums, Brian's on guitar and bass. And yeah. A bunch of... so they were like holding down so much and like 
you know, and just, just going through, like, I don't know, they painted this beautiful soundscape. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know where I fit in, but I'm, it wasn't my, like, intention to to be like, hey, I want to sit in. Like, I, I wasn't that gutsy, really, because yeah. I had it covered, you know. They, they like, were doing so much. Um, but I think they mentioned, they were like, oh, yeah, like, you should just, you should play with us. Like, bring your heart. So the next time I went to one of their uh, monthly shows, I did bring it, but I didn't tell them. It was, I just left it in the car. And I was waiting for them to remember that they had asked me. <laughs> it was weird. I was just like, they probably were just joking. I couldn't tell if they were joking or not. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, uh, and then, and then finally I did, I think, um, then I was like, oh yeah, I did bring it. You know, when I talked to them after the show, they were like, did you bring your harp? Like you should have brought your harp this time. And I was like, yeah, I did. It's in the car. And they're like, why don't you tell us? So then the next time. <laughs> so it was actually uh, the third time. Okay. The third time. Yeah. Three times makes the, yeah, maybe. three times makes the charm. And I think that, I, I think, I don't want to like remember it wrong for the sake of drama, but it was like, I think that was like Christmas night or something. Or was that Thanksgiving night? It was a holiday at night. I think it was, must've been the Christmas. It wasn't like Christmas Eve, but it was like around that time. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, and you yeah. guys, and uh, you guys already had the tunes, but you went in and improvised with them, right? Um. Yeah. They they already had like a couple that they had been working on because they had sure. been playing together for years. Right. Right. So, right. Right. Um. Understood. So yeah, but then eventually when we recorded, like I don't think that stuff that they've been working on for years made it to the recording that that you got, like the tracks that are that are out right now. But, okay. you know, they'll be, they've been playing I want to get into how you compose <laughs> and how you guys work together next hour. Because we're at the end of the second hour, February 15, 2022, Dish Watt, Peter Spell Show, special guest, Cassie Watson, Frazione, and Brian Weber. Hold tight for hour three. February 15, 2022, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. <laughs>
It is time to return to nature. It is time to strip yourself of your cares. Strip yourself of your inhibitions. Strip out of your clothes. You are free. It's time to go back to the woods, for the woods call out your name. They beckon to you. Return. Strip yourself of your fears. Strip yourself of your debts. Be free. Not as a slogan, not as an idea, but true freedom. The kind of freedom you have always yearned for. The kind of freedom that you've always known is there. Out past the city limits, right at the end of your fingertips, you can see it, you can nearly feel it, freedom, true freedom. The cool breeze passes through the trees. The leaves rustle and the wind sings. The soft grass pressed beneath your feet. You are whole. You inhale deeply. The smell of the fertile soil hangs fresh in the air. The smell of life. The warmth of the sun feels good upon your skin. You walk in peace with the animals. They know that you will not eat them, and in return, they shall not eat you. 
would feel no shame, for there is no shame among the animals. They see you for who you are. They see you standing before them naked. No earthly possessions. No debts. No investments. No cellular telephones. No laptop. No wake-up calls. No power luncheons. No clothes. Just you. The human animal. Returning to nature. Making right the sin of walking away so very long ago. The animals know. They see you as your true self. Naked. Perfect. Exactly as you should be. Exactly as fate intended. For yes, it is fate that has brought you to this moment. Everything has been leading up to this. You stand true, as you are, as intended, and you are loved, pure and unconditionally, among the animals, by the animals, loved for who you are, out here, in the woods, The sky opens up and everything seems so suddenly simple and clear as the eye of God stares down from above and beholds their beautiful creatures.
Pedro Show start off the third hour. Now this is a this is called Bruzy Pete with Brian Weber. And a tune called Chicken. Boundless relaxation after that, the woods. This is uh Sam Lock Ward up now his uh, consciousness expanding project told me he called it. Uh, Ratchet Orchestra after that from Montreal with Wish Part One, two thousand eleven. Also from another Quebecois, uh, Sarah, no, Miriam Gendron, Shenandoah Want. Then Sarah Davachi, Doubled Flutes, S.R. Woodward after that with Life Is. And finally, Shakespeare and the Blues, The Mechanics of Distance. So Cassie, uh, composing on the harp, you do? <laughs> it's yeah, it gets done. <laughs> okay, I like when when it comes for a, a Shakespeare in the Blues song, who goes first? I mean, obviously at the beginning it was uh, Cam and Brian together, but since you got into the equation, do you ever start it off with a harp thing? Hey guys, join in on this. <laughs> oh yeah, that feels yeah. That's it, it's like you're a fly on the wall. Uh, that definitely, that definitely happened. I think. When we were when we were tracking, it was like a like a long like overnight. You know, we had a short time period, and we kept going and going. And then just when everyone's like tired, like they'll um, you know, they'll they'll like finish a phrase or like okay, this feels done. And I'm like, actually, I'm just inspired now, so the harp's gonna keep going. And then <laughs> and then they and then they'll like get back on it and be inspired too. So yeah, definitely start stuff off. Um, when it feels right, you know. How many strings does your harp have? Uh, 47. So it has 47 notes. Half a piano. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Trippy. You know, I, I have so little experience with it, but it's probably the, right, the grandma of all stringed instruments. The Greek times, right, in Egypt and all that. So, so uh, a lot of the scales first came out of that. Uh what, uh, Brian, can I ask you, do you ever compose on the bass guitar? Uh, on the bass, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes when I'm writing something, it'll start with just like a bass line. Uh, I ask you of... that because, you know, I get asked, you know, what's the future of the bass? You know, seven strings, ten strings, fifteen strings. And I'm thinking, <laughs> no, man, maybe composition tool. Because, you know, we don't have that much harmonic content, so that gives... I mean, we got the rhythm, we got the starts and stops, we got a little bit, but I think it's way open for our collaborators. Well, yes. Yeah. When I first like started playing bass, like from guitar, I loved it immediately, and I found like when I was playing bass live, I was actually thinking more compositionally because you're like subtly directing a tune, both rhythmically and harmonically, and that I mean that's great because you can really get more of an overall like concept of the song and like movement and feeling so the bass is like yeah it does does a lot of the heavy lifting a lot of the times in certain songs and yeah. you got to kind of like looking uh get all predictive and stuff like we uh i call it work in the holes right you got to make places for the people they ain't there yet it's <laughs> <laughs> <is> true <laughs> so i'm very glad d boone's moth Put me on bass. For a little while, I was bumming out, you know, when I was a boy and stuff. But, man, I thank that lady all the time for getting me on there. I just love it. 
you know what? Uh, <laughs> we got some more Shakespeare's in the blues. Cellophane trees. Let me play this.
Watch for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Shakespeare in the Blues, doing cellophane trees. Then we had Trobakova Kushnepeshi. Uh, with, uh, yeah, Slovenia, right? With uh, Boja Noch Ukru. Yeah, sorry, ruining that language also. But if, uh, they gave me the English translation. They're painting the night with blood. <laughs> yeah, whoa, let me get good not to translate that one. <laughs> Shakespeare in the Blues finally with Star Rubies, which is the big jam, right? Oh, yeah. Tell me about Star Rubies. I mean, that, it's quite a piece. Like, how does something like that evolve, right? It wasn't like somebody made a demo on a tape. Hey, guys, let's copy this, right? Oh, <laughs> that's a good, yeah, that's a good feeling. I mean, I think my favorite part about Star Rubies is, like, the natural feel of it. Yeah. How, like, those, I mean, and you can hear, like, the bass, like, fill, you know, playing with all, like, filling, filling it in um, and really just, like, keeping the groove, like, just uh, driving it. Um that's an example of what I was talking about earlier where, you know, like, I don't want to stop playing. And then like they're inspired and, right. and like locked in and make it super sweet, you know, as opposed to just like, you know, like a whimsy alone, you know? It's right. Like, right. You know, <laughs> and you guys, <laughs> you're in New Orleans, yeah. you're on tour, right? Um, I think uh, actually Brian, so we all have, you know, like a, bunch of separate projects like yeah. i'm working on my own um my solo album now um brian's in the session for that um and then brian's on yeah earlier you played the bruzy peace project and uh me shows melody makers yeah. and uh lost body ramblers they're going on tour um they're going on tour for march for That's uh, Poe, Michelle, poetry. Right? yeah poetry so they're one's going to be on tour um yeah, and then uh, I think uh, Cam. I think Cam's staying pretty pretty local. Like he's in working in the studio. He's an engineer, um, also. So ah, that's that's happening. A lot of people <laughs> know because in the old days there was a big difference between the knob people and the instrument people. And I'm finding a lot of instrument people now know knobs and stuff. They can record yeah. themselves. And yeah, it's very happening. It's very yeah, happening. Yeah. Uh, well, two out of three for Shakespeare ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, well, Brian, Brian okay. and Cam got the knobs. You know, it's, it's going to be you're, it's going to be down the road for you too, Cassie. And Cassie, oh. how is a solo record, a Cass, solo Cassie record, different than Shakespeare in the Blue record? Even though, because you got both Brian, Brian on both projects, right? Yeah, I'm the uh, you know getting getting the most out. <laughs> what, 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 how would you say they're different? You're more the shot caller. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I guess I get a little more, you know, get to a little more range to uh, to make mistakes and and kind of, you know, and kind of be uncomfortable with the vision, like instead of like waiting to see what it's going to be when we all collaborate. Yeah, I can do that, but also kind of stick to like a core theme, you know. So if the theme um, that one you played earlier, uh, Ain't Nice, that's coming off of um, an album I'm doing, and it's called, like, Five, Five Slash Angry. And um, and one of the themes, you know, for that song is just, like, imagine somebody, like, broke, you know, your car windows or, like, intense emotions. So kind of I get to, uh, you know, communicate to the other artists in the room, just like, hey, like, we're working on, working out of this place, like, this emotion. And so kind of just driving that um, instead of it. And it's still a collective effort, you know, sure. at the end of the, but, um, but yeah, there's that, there's that. That's what that's like. 
and then my other album, um, Disappears to Disappear, like that was just like strictly hard, like doing, you know, like treble and bass, like just one harp doing everything and yeah. one harp, one line, like two mics, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> So that, you know, and it's it's dry. It's like it's dry. There's not as many like colors, but um, and, and like layers and levels. But uh, it's it's still like communicating like one emotion, you know, kind of not compromising on it, like not not, not going in any. Yeah, direction. not diluted. Right. Yeah. Full yeah. strength. It's a very like pure and direct thing. Cassie, where can people find you on the Internet? They can find me on my website, uh, CassAndHarp.com. So spell that. Um, C-A-S-S-A-N-D-H-A-R-P.com. That's right. OK. Oh, yeah. And what about you, and Brian? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean you cut you off. Oh, no. And then Instagram is like... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But probably right. your website, you got links to all that corporate stuff. What, what about you, Brian? Uh, Instagram is my name, B-R-Y-A-N-W-E-B-R-E. And uh, I got a band camp, too, and the Instagram, I think, has links to it. <laughs> okay, okay. Great, great, great. Uh, because uh, and and how far are you guys in with your record there? Well, um, what was that? Well, we both have separate records uh, going on right now. So yeah, but you're pl- uh, well. He's playing on yours. Are you playing on his? Oh no, not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine is uh, mine. It's it's all laid down. So we're just you know um just uh about to just um mix it out and uh you know should be looking towards the spring. Um and then Brian, uh, you just went into the studio right uh, last week. You were in studio with. Melody Makers. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of studio work with uh, Melody Makers and some other stuff uh, coming up. Yeah, Great, great, great. Look, big honor having you both on the show. Thank you so much. Will you come back on the show? Oh, Oh, yeah. Listen to it and talk about it. Knock, knock, who's home? Yeah, we have the big heavy... question there but it's just a light one a comment i just enjoy what you're doing so much and i want you guys to keep on keeping on please thanks man it's an honor to talk to you yeah appreciate so much thank you so much yeah okay (laughs) people it's been february 15 2022 and finish what peter should keep you powder dry